Castle Hate Skull. I am Hella Mark Harley, and you are someone who I love. If you are watching the show, if you're tuning in again from last week after seeing me for the first time, I appreciate that. I appreciate the turnover, your willingness to not just give me a chance, but give me a second chance. All right? So thank you. If you're viewing and if you're a longtime viewer and listener, thank you as well, too. I appreciate you just the same. Okay? So, oh boy, it's so good to be on this channel, on the Thick Boy channel, because more people get to see this show, right? We had some pretty good views this last week, and I just want to say, I don't care about the views per se in the sense that, is it just about getting more views? Of course, I'd like to get more views, but if I'm putting out like garbage prank content, you know, and harassing elderly people on the street to get views, that is not meaningful to me. If I can put out a good show and continue to grow my viewership by putting out quality content and, and growing via the word of mouth and you telling your friends that this is something you might want to tune into, that's what I will be proud of. So hopefully you got something out of the last episode if you watched. Um, uh, hopefully you feel free to comment and, and say, oh, I like this part, I didn't like that part, uh, do more of this and less of that. I'm trying to make the show uh, run more efficiently so I don't want to ramble on and, and you know fill it up with stuff that people don't want to hear about, but that's going to be a process that I have to figure out with you guys. You can tell me, what do you like, what do you not like? So. Good God, so much to talk about. First off, went to a comedy show last night. Shop and Friends at the Improv. Fantastic show, goddamn. Normal lineup with Justin Elliott, David Lucas, Chappelle Lacey, Brendan Shop, and Chris D'Elia. And fuck, man, it was just an amazing audience. Everybody killed it. Like, I just, you know, having seen Justin, David, Brendan, and Chappelle perform many times before. I felt like everybody's set had a little something extra in it, you know, a little, you know, as you see comedians make little tweaks and, uh, you know, add act outs or just, you know, find certain moments. That's really cool. I'd never seen Chris D'Elia perform. I'd seen his specials, but I'd never actually seen him perform live. And seeing him live, in addition to the fact that he's doing a lot of new material uh, based on his evolution as a human, um, was really cool because he's somebody with a tremendous comedic skill set who can make so many people laugh just based on like voices and goofiness and silliness and act outs. Like he has this this tool set that you know he can he can make you laugh a lot of different ways. What he's added seemingly uh, in the past couple of years is a layer of depth and vulnerability that I think really works. So if you have a chance to see him live, it's a really Incredible set. I'll try to leave it at that, not, you know, go into anything too specific, but I'm just going to say that when people add these elements of storytelling and kind of, you know, uh, bringing vulnerability to talk about themselves in ways they haven't before or, you know, talk about their family and things that, you know, as a guy or especially as a comedian, a lot of people develop a sense of humor to keep people at arm's length. And that's something he talks about in his set that, uh, you know, via therapy and just working on his self was able to break that down. And I just think it makes for incredible entertainment when you can combine that with the laughs that you, you know, would have gotten anyway. I'm not saying you, you know, give up, give up the jokes to just go, you know, have a TED talk about your emotions. But uh, if you can synthesize those two, special things will come. So amazing show. Glad I saw it. Um, went with Little Browse, and uh, after the show, Little Browse was talking to Crystalia, and I ran up to him like, uh, 
hey, Browse, did you get the feature of the the M&M feature from Crystalia? Did you ask him about that? Like uh, asking, you know, as as if I'd talked about it in the car with him. Like, like remember when we talked about? Did you ask him yet? Come on, dude, don't puss out. Just ask him. Like he knows M&M. You can get the feature. Thick boy, come on, dude. Super awkward, but that's what I live for. Okay, Christian, what did you think of the show last night? I thought it was amazing. Yeah, what'd your mom think? My mom, uh, it was great. She, it was the first time I think she saw uh, Brian, so she was excited to see that. She saw. Oh Brian yeah, sorry, I forgot to mention Brian. That was also my first time seeing Brian, which was also really, really cool. Yeah, he's she, a great. Performer. First time seeing Brian. First time seeing David. She like had a blast. She loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So it was a lot of fun. I thought everyone crushed it last night. Casey, how was it not seeing that show last night? It was chill. I went to bed at nine. <laughs> All right. So uh, another thing that I want to talk about, because I talked about my additions last week and like what I expected to happen and basically the exact thing that I expected to happen did. That horror movie, didn't hear anything back. But the one uh, that I was more excited about and talking with the director, what really, as well as it could have gone. And that in and of itself is a validating moment because you're like, damn, I thought it would go like this. It did go like that. Can't say anything more. But, you know, you'll be it, the moment I can talk about it, you'll be the first to hear about it. Um, but just a validating moment as far as like, yeah, I thought I was right for this. And it, it got to talk with the director whose work I really admire. Somebody who's like, oh, yeah, you're talking about wanting me in your project. And I, I love your movies. I think they're absolutely brilliant. That's cool. And just to relate to him on a personal level too. He's a cool guy. And it's always cool seeing people who are like, oh, you're like famous, successful. You do amazing artwork and you just seem like a really down to earth person as well. That's always very cool to experience. Man, oh man, my little brother Andy is getting back into working out. I've talked about him before. His struggles with weight, uh, you know, various injuries, just life happening to you. Um, he hit me up the other day. He was like, I'm ready to do it, ready to get back into it, ready to diet, ready to start working out, uh, ready to start, you know, doing cardio and just losing this weight. Um, I said, why don't we get you back in the gym too? Because he... he didn't belong to a gym, so we signed him up for a gym membership because uh, I think that's a big part of it. When you used to lift, when you're an athlete, you can lose weight without lifting, but I just think it's a fun thing to do. As you build muscle, you know, um, you're going to look better when you lose that fat, right? Instead of going to that the other side of the spectrum, people do this crazy amount of cardio. Uh, eventually, your metabolism is going to really slow down as you lose muscle in addition to the fat when you're not lifting weights or not eating a high-protein diet. So... Uh, you're just more likely to end up with saggy skin, not looking your best, looking sort of frail or skinny fat after losing a bunch of fat uh, rather than, you know, full, filling out that loose skin with your muscles. Um, so what I did was, I know I've talked about DC training a number of times here, and I'll usually send people links or articles and say, hey, here's what DC training is. And um, But... Because when you go to an article online, they usually like it's full of ads and it's like they want you to get to the next paragraph and keep scrolling. So it's always like non-succinct. So I sat down and wrote out an entire intro to DC training for him, explaining just the basics and giving him six example workouts. Because that's what at any given time, you'll only really be doing six different variations of the workout because it's an upper and lower day as a beginner. You add another uh, day in there, I believe, as, a, as an advanced DC trainer. But if you do upper lower and you have three different options for each movement that you do in those days, you have three different workouts for your upper body and lower body. So I wrote all those out and gave him specific examples. 
and sent it off. And he really liked it because I think for people who aren't inherently interested in lifting, like I take for granted that I could be in the gym. I don't mind. I don't mind training for two hours. I don't think it's the smartest thing, but like I enjoy weightlifting inherently more. I, I enjoy being in the gym. Andy's not necessarily like that. He works really hard in the gym, but is he going to be psyched to be there for as long as he can? No, he wants to get in and get out, as most people do. DC training's cool because it's like it's, it strips all the BS out and you're just trying to beat yourself on these core lifts every week. So I say all that to say to you, and I don't even know if I can, like, is this the best way to solicit your contact information? Drop your email and I will forward you the email I sent him that breaks down DC training with the uh, actual workouts in it. Or if you hit me up on IG, I will send you the document. Just throwing it out there. If you want to see my little take on DC training, you can do that. Oh, goodness gracious. We have some Mark Harley memes of the week. And again, I'm, start, I'm going to start incorporating other memes too, but these are just ones that people have made of me. Um, I don't know who this guy is in the rest. We see me and, uh, you know, an accurate but unflattering visual comparison to another guy. I guess he's super big in England. Like when I posted this initially from uh, Sebastian Maddox made it. Everybody's like, oh my God, he's a legend in, you know, England or whatever. Or no, Russia, that's what it is. He's a legend. <laughs> Way off. Mark, do some basic research into who uh, you're going to be talking about on the podcast. Doesn't matter. I just think you get it. It doesn't matter where he's from. It's hilarious either way. With the gray and purple and the mustache, I just, you know, it's accurate but hurtful. The second one is dude's name Mark on the left with a K. Dude's name Mark on the right. Also accurate. Not hurtful to me because I got a K in my name. Um, seriously, who spells their name with a C these days? Good God, grow up. Finally, you know, I'm not in the business of making memes, but I am somebody who has made a meme before, and that's right there. You're looking at it. Classic guy in the corner of the party setup, right? Like we've seen so many times before, and I think some really funny memes have, have come from such a simple format. And it just says, they don't know I'm the buffest person on Instagram, because they probably don't, because they're ignorant and stupid, and I don't like you. And finally, this guy, Daniel Rabone, he's a, the most prolific Mark Harley meme creator to ever exist. He constantly sends me these funny photoshops. I actually try to put them all on my uh, saved stories or the story highlights, whatever those are called. Uh, this one's <laughs> the 40-year-old hater with my face photoshopped onto Steve Carell's body on the poster of the 40-year-old virgin. Not 40 yet, guys. Everybody, that's, that's one of my haters' favorite thing to say. You're 40! Uh-uh, 38. And of course, got another Liver King meme of the week. Every We're going to be trying to do Liver King stuff every week because he's my favorite fitness influencer of all time at this point. Little kid looking up, Dad, can we get a Happy Meal? Liver King looks down. No, son, we're having cow balls and liver again. <laughs> and I mean, again, it's accurate. I'm sure he's feeding his, ki his kid bull testicles. All right, I want to do a real quick cool shit I saw on the internet this week, right? And that's a new segment. Just because, you know, I see a lot, like, it's not just fitness shit that I see that I think is cool. Here we have a guy, must be in Russia, right? Where else would it be? Arm wrestling a bear. And the bear is surprisingly compliant in this endeavor. It's always shocking to me. It's like, the bear knows what's up. Bears are smart. Bears know when Habib Nurmagomedov is trying to wrestle. They know when this guy is trying to arm wrestle and puts up some resistance and kind of just generally, he's playing by the rules. You know, he's leaning over and he's gripping with one hand and he's not biting or cheating or anything. It's, uh, it's a pretty amazing little thing that they just got the bear to be able to do this. 
He seems like a pretty cool bear, not going to lie. Okay. <laughs> Next one we have. We get some volume on that. Listen to these guys tapping away. Two redheaded twins, perhaps, doing uh, Irish step dancing. Now, true Irish step dancing involves keeping your arms totally still at your side. So they are breaking the rules here, but I think the outcome is tremendously cool. I mean, look at these guys. They're just completely in sync. The little... <laughs> little things on their feet that make it climb, you know. Is that tap dancing? I don't know, but I think it's Irish step dancing. Like, uh, tap dancing is a, a close relative of that, but to me, this is cool. And I've just always been obsessed with Irish step dancing. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, it just looks cool to me and it looks impressive. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking about signing up for classes to be in like a class with little kids learning Irish step dancing. That'd be fun, huh? And we can document it all for the YouTube page. All right. So, I wanted to do a saucy or not on Bruce Wayne. Not Bruce Wayne as played by Christian Bale or any other actor who has played them, but I had this idea of like, you know, because I just, doing the normal natty or nots for people, so, by the time that they get around to me, Greg Doucette or More Plates, More Dates or all these people are going to already have done them. And frankly, it's not as interesting of a discussion to me to just look at people unless they're so big and so obvious and... Um, they're so fraudulent and claiming that they're natural when they're actually not. Um, but usually by that point, people have already given them attention for that um, and done a number of natty or nots. And it's almost like not kicking somebody when it's down, but it just becomes redundant. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, when the fitness industry stops incentivizing people to be fake natties, I think that might become a more interesting conversation. But for now, I just thought I'd take it a little more, more abstract and go, in the world of Batman and the DC universe, is Bruce Wayne natural or is he not right so on the side of him being uh natural uh you'd have the evidence that he never talks about steroids at all unless i'm mistaken does he ever talk about steroids not once not once okay yeah because like i'm you know i'm somewhat knowledgeable like i used to like read and and uh watch the uh, read batman comics and watch the cartoon as a kid and you know i have enough awareness to know like, i don't think i ever saw him do that but um so we have to assume they're trying to project an image, at least, or that he's trying to project it, and he's not telling all the criminals, like, I'm on Diana Bow right now. You don't want to mess with me. What's the difference between a guy like me and a guy like you? I'm on trend. Um, so the idea is, in that world, he's being proposed to be a natural bodybuilder i mean what could you we never see him lift weights either that's uh, he's like what's batman's training routine right obviously he's in tremendous shape and can do all these physical themes uh we we're, i'm not really sure how old he's supposed to be or whatever but let's just look at these images here right so on the side of he's natural he never talks about it he has access to all the things that you would need to maximize your own natural gains. He can eat whatever he wants. Private chef. He can sleep all freaking day. He has all the time in the world to lift. He has vast resources um, to help him train and recover naturally, right? So you could make the argument that, well, whatever, he's just like peak natty lifter status. But then you look at pictures like this of how they render him. And because he's a, a superhero, but he doesn't have superpowers, like you can sort of buy the idea that like, oh yeah, Superman's super strong and he can, you know, lift trains up and shit like that. It's like, yeah, we'd expect him to be buff. He's also from another planet. So he's not bound by the laws of, you know, human anatomy in the same exact way, right? But when Batman is a comparable physique, I mean, look at those shoulders, 
Look at those traps. Talk about androgen receptors filling up. Hmm? Capped-ass delts. He's at least 9% body fat, perhaps less. Gigantic biceps. Now, it does look like he's skipping leg day a little bit, I'll be honest, right? Sort of disproportionate with that hulking upper body and minimal quad development. But I'll give him a pass. You know, we're trying to make something look exaggerated. And uh, I think maybe his logic is like, oh, I'm, I'm more agile when my legs aren't so big, you know. But let's be real. You're skipping leg day, bro. It's okay. Let's scroll down to that next pick, which is a slightly more realistic rendering. If you saw a picture of a guy that looked like this, and this is, you know, more photorealistic with the veins, the striations, it's, it's anatomically more accurate, um, gigantic arms, gigantic forearms, uh, full six-pack, ripped obliques, ripped serratus, so here he looks like he could be, you know, 6% body fat. If he's six feet tall, it looks like he's about 240 pounds, right? I'm going to have to say Bruce Wayne, in the world of the DC Universe, is not natural. And he's lying to everybody. Batman is a fraud. And I get it. You came up in a time when it wasn't uh, okay to talk about that sort of thing in the world of comics. But I just hope that he takes a cue from some of these other fitness influencers and comes out and comes clean and tells the people who follow him so closely... My physique isn't attainable naturally, okay? I think the fans would respect it. I think the villains would respect it too. It's like, you know, maybe that's all they've wanted the whole time is like they're angry about Bruce Wayne lying about his natty status, and that's why they're causing all this trouble in the city. Who knows? But Bruce Wayne, it's okay, dude. Everybody's on steroids, as the great Nate Diaz once said. Okay. I wanted to do a quick hella sick fitness page. This is one of those pages. His name's Alec Ancuri. Ancuri Elite Fitness is the YouTube page. You spell it E-N-K-I-R-I. So this is a guy. He's only got like 30,000 YouTube uh, subscribers. And I'd only point that out to say, like, you're, this guy is sort of undiscovered. I think he's growing at a good pace. But, like, he has top-tier information. It's just that he's not one of these guys that's putting a lot of flash and panache into everything, and this is killing your gains, and that's killing your gains. But as far as giving practical advice for especially explosive movements, because this guy's really good at, uh, like, for how big he is, he's tremendously strong. And I think you always have to look for that kind of stuff when you're looking at somebody like, does can he deliver that for himself? You know, he's, I, I think he's like around 160 or something. And I've seen him do like zombie squats, which is like a front squat with your arms up like that with 405 for reps. Um, he, you know, can hang clean like 250 plus. A lot of really impressive lifts just given his size and the fact that he's natty. He claims to be natty and I totally believe him. There's no indication that he's on steroids. But he uh, also, I don't know what his exact 40 time is, but I've seen him do some sprints and other like explosive shit where he has impressive numbers as far as vertical jump, sprint agility drills like if I was a football player if I was if you're in high school or something like that looking for a program to improve your athleticism go to this guy because he knows what he's talking about does all the experimentation on himself there's no gimmicks there's no um bs I just think he's he's all about like what works uh and he's super art I love how he writes out his videos super articulate super in depth and uh you're you're going to learn something from going to his page if you're into lifting weights to improve your athletic performance. The final thing I'll say about him, which goes into um, 
you know, the next uh, segment here is that he did a, he did a video on uh, Athlete X that rocked the internet. He called Athlete X out for essentially being uh, a BSer, right? A fraud. And I'm going to transition that into the fitness fraud of the week being Athlete X. But first, I'll just say he made this video and came out, and the main points are Jeff Cavalier, right, who's one of the biggest fitness influencers on YouTube, 12 million subscribers. And he's like a physical therapist, but kind of, you know, putting the science back in strength. He's not a strength coach, okay? He has a uh, certified strength and conditioning specialist certificate, which I also had at the age of 23. This does not make you an expert in strength programming by any means. And most of what I've learned in the industry has come after that as far as, you know, actual uh, real-world applicability to programming, you know, or, or even learning how to do some of the basic lifts. The main points of Alex's critique of Athlete X that I agree with, he doesn't know how to perform a squat properly. He does a demonstration where he has uh, the lifter breathe out, <sighs> expel all his air with the bar on his back before doing the rep. That's the opposite of what you should do, right? So if you're a strength coach, you should know those basics and you shouldn't be putting out any videos saying, you know, misinformation like that. And if you do, you should switch it up. You should put out an apology video. Secondly, got caught using fake weights. He did a 500 pound deadlift, looked off, did some research into it. He cannot deadlift that much. And he tried to make up for it by being like, oh, here's a real deadlift with 420 or something like that. Like, but he did it in a passive aggressive way where, um, like he didn't say, oh, I, you know, this is me making up for the fact that I, did a fake lift before he just sort of like did it, but it looked totally different. It's like if you're cat backing with 425, you can't deadlift 500 pounds. Sorry. Also got caught with fake weights using like 315 for close grip bench press. And again, caught, I mean, like you can just tell by the way somebody lifts and how big they are. He's potentially on HRT and lies about it. And uh, his programming is utter bullshit. The programs that he sells, they're not good. He also messes up things like German volume training or like there was. He rec had some recommendation of like a 10 rep, a 10 set um, squat workout where the percentage of your max that he recommended and the time that uh, he was advocating you rest made the whole thing impossible. And multiple fitness influencers like tried to do it and showed how you can only maybe make it to set three halfway through with this percentage of your max and this rest time showing that this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about and he's making money off you. Like all fitness frauds, this guy... Uh, does know something, but he's exaggerating that expertise and positioning him as himself as an expert in the field of strength and conditioning and strength programming when in fact he is not. Alec Ankiri received a ton of backlash for that, but held his ground. I mean, every major like fitness <laughs> page was like defending Athlete X and simping for him. But at the end of the day, Alec makes the best points. Cool, dude. What should I freaking Okay, so. One thing that I wanted to do this week is a help. Ah! I'm on steroids for myself. Can you believe it? I don't know what the, what the temperature in the room is. Well, it's nice and cool. It's 72 in here. But as far as what you guys want to know from me about my own steroid use, I'm going to be totally open about it if you want to hear about it. I'm not going to waste an hour talking about something that nobody gives a fuck about. But... If you want to know, I'll tell you. And I'll start off by just saying this. Uh, currently, I'm in week three of taking 100 milligrams of nandrolone phenylpropionate a day, and that's it. Uh, now, 
I have not done Nandrolone since I was in college. That was part of the first cycle that I ever took, which I can get into what I've taken before and the periods where I was natural. Um, if you're interested, comment below. You know, uh, if you're interested in hearing more about that, and I can make that a weekly segment because, again, there's so much information out there, but I try to always pair it with what my experience is. And if I haven't directly experienced something, I'm not going to talk about it as if I had. Um, but Nandrolone is something, after I first took it, I thought I'd never take it again because uh, I had side effects from it that I wanted to avoid. But turns out, as I look more into it, it's like, oh, that's probably side effects like prolactin increasing when you combine it with testosterone, um, getting acne, probably not, you know, attributable to Nandrolone in the stack I was taking initially. So my experience so far on Nandrolone alone, 700 milligrams a week, has been nothing but positive. Um, it's a milder androgen than testosterone. It's more hair safe than testosterone. And, you know, so far I've been experiencing no side effects in general. And I can go more into why I chose to do that probably next week. Um, and it's all because of a guy named Tyan Clark. He, I never would have been open to a Nandrolone only cycle, but I went to his page and we're going to do a, a a segment on this guy next week, but he's blown my mind in the past few weeks with just, I love people who take conventional wisdom and turn it on its head, right? So he has a lot of stuff like this, like doing oral only cycles. Um, you know, he has articles on here, long versus short cycles. So he's, at, I'm, I'm going to do seven weeks of the NPP, the Nangelone, um, because he wrote an article about how 90% of your gains come after like six weeks. Um, and I want to see that's true, you know, and to start monitoring these things more. The truth about insulin and HGH. Um, let's see. How to not become skinny fat, multivitamins, cancer risk, and more. He also has a really interesting uh, unconventional hair loss routine um, that, again, I'll go into next week, but it's like nothing I've ever heard of before. Like all these vitamins, um, ketoconazole cream on your hand, which is an antifungal cream, and I've used the ketoconazole shampoo before, um, lots of like, like rosemary oil, uh, primrose oil, a number of different supplements uh, like um, taurine, but there's literally like 10 of them, and I'll go over them next time, but um, everything that he puts on there is all backed by science. Um, you know, he's going, I'm putting this in here because, and then he gives his justification for it. Uh, from scientific studies and people who he's coached who have restored their hairlines using these protocols. I'm very excited to test it out and see what the results are. Okay. Do we got time for Hell Chef Harley? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. So this is something, it's more complicated than I normally do, right? I'm usually in here just giving you diet hacks and be like, yo, try this, try this one simple thing. However, this is a more complicated recipe. I just happened to have like looked up uh, and, and thought it'd be fun to make a Funfetti, it's even in the name, Funfetti mini cheesecake recipe from Flexible Dieting Lifestyle. <laughs> you like that, Christian? You would try this out? What's that? Me and Casey both love this. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, so I'm bringing this up because it's a little more complicated, but sometimes the fun of baking is like what you're really going for, right? It's like baking, do you ever bake? Am I the only baker here? I've been making pies since I was a little kid. Yeah, I don't bake, but I'm obsessed with the Great British Bake Show, so I could see baking. <laughs> I watch a lot of baking. I, wa I watch yeah. a shitload it of baking. Like, it's something to do, and honestly, sometimes like when you are hungry, it almost like 
making yourself make something, you know, and like spend time doing it um, is a way to not eat, <laughs> you know, like in that time before you eat it. But you don't want to end up with, you know, an actual full fat cheesecake that you're going to wolf down because I am that person that if I make, you know, a loaf of something or a cheesecake or a pie, I'm eating the whole thing. There's no way in hell that I'm going to like, be like oh, I made this whole cherry pie. Like I'm going to have one slice and then put it away. It's all going in my stomach that night because I have an eating disorder. Now, the macros for this whole thing, let's see which, okay. Yeah, macros are 332 calories, 33 grams carbs, 8 grams fat, 32 grams protein. So again, we have the equal protein and carbs, relatively low fat, but it's a pretty balanced little thing here and it tastes really good. So first you got to make the crust, 130 grams crushed graham crackers, 100 grams plain non-fat Greek yogurt, 28 grams light butter, and 30 grams of whey or casein blend vanilla protein powder. So you're going to use the, the protein powder in a number of different steps in this, but you mix all that up in the mixer, graham crackers and the yogurt and the butter and the protein powder, you make a crust, and then that's going to be actually the first thing that you cook is the crust in the oven before you put the filling in. The actual cheesecake ingredients are 220 grams fat-free cream cheese, two whole eggs or 100 uh, grams egg whites, 227, interesting number, plain non-fat Greek yogurt, 227 grams, 60 grams of whey, uh, whey or casein vanilla protein powder, 8 grams of zero-calorie sweetener of your choice, and 30 grams sprinkles. Got to have the sprinkles in there. Cannot leave out the sprinkles, okay? They're the key ingredient. If you don't put the sprinkles in there, you're not making a funfetti cheesecake. I hate to break it to you. Now onto the protein frosting, which comes obviously after you cook the graham cracker crust, take it out, put the uh, cheesecake stuff in, take that out, and put the frosting on. 45 grams whey or casein vanilla protein powder, 22 grams powdered sugar, actual powdered sugar, 12 grams sugar-free or fat-free, a sugar-free and fat-free white chocolate pudding mix. That was a little tough to find, though. I will say that you might have to go on Amazon or something and look up the, you know, I don't think a lot of stores are just randomly having, like, sugar-free, fat-free white chocolate pudding mix. Um... So go on Amazon and get that. Four grams of zero-calorie sweetener and 60 grams plain non-fat Greek yogurt. Preheat your oven to 400. Add your crust into the food processor and pulse until, until it's combined and uh, kind of wet to the touch. Add to the freezer to cool and condense. Take your mini four-inch cheesecake pans. This is something I had to buy. Um, don't do, do it ceramic like little pans. Don't do a, an actual like muffin tin or something like that. Uh, mini cheesecake pans and spray with cooking spray. Press your dough into cheesecake molds. Uh, you might need to wet your finger periodically with water to help the dough be uh, less sticky on your hands. Repeat this process for all five. So it makes five. Uh, add to oven for 10 minutes. You're cooking those little crusts for 10 minutes. Take them out. Add your cheesecake ingredients. Um... Add your sprinkles and, oh yeah, put your cheesecake ingredients into the food processor. Pulse till combined, add your sprinkles. Once the crust is done baking, spray the cheesecake pan again with more cooking spray and add your cheesecake filling. Turn the oven down to 350, so you had it at 400, go down to 350. Bake for another 20 to 25 minutes until the middle of the cheesecake isn't completely solid, but 80% there. Let cool in the fridge to set. Then you're gonna add the frosting on. Slowly uh, add your dry ingredients into a bowl and then add cold water and mix and repeat until you have a thick frosting so you can slowly control the consistency of that frosting until it's perfect. All right, was that the longest Hella Chef Harley ever? Yes, it was. I don't care. I hope you try, if one person tries this, 
and can impress their girlfriend with their high-protein cheesecake cooking skills, then it's all worth it, isn't it? Let's finish off with a little, this is why we can't have nice gyms, because, oh, this is why we can't have nice gyms. Let's look at this first one. Oh, you know, there's so much going on here. The guy's got a weightlifting belt on, the biggest gloves I've ever seen in a gym, and also his head is so small that I borderline feel guilty about making fun of him because he's got this little Beetlejuice shrunken head. Is he mentally handicapped? I don't know. But the way that he's doing this leg press makes it seem like he might be. Either that or he's got a wish to tear all the ligaments in his knee while at the gym. He's looking at the cameraman like, you see this? You see this? You see how I'm going to rip my ACL, PCL, and MCL, and LCL? Yes, that's all the lateral ligaments in the goddamn knee. But he ends up, you know, your whole time you're, you're cringing and going, oh, oh, you're bracing for yourself. You're bracing for his knees the whole time. You're bracing for the moment that they hyperextend, but alas, they never do. But don't ever leg press like that. It's totally unnecessary. Just go down deeper. Instead of locking out harder, go down deeper. Crazy concept. And we have one more. Okay. This, is, <laughs> this one's been going around the internet this week. You know, this is like a gym fail video that turns into a blacked.com video. Um, she's, <laughs> first of all, my friend was like, how, how are you supposed to squat, spot somebody from the front? But the thing is, she has the uh, thing in the back, the pad that she's sitting on that's too big. So unless you're like on top of the pad, I guess I can see his logic because it'd be too awkward. But they didn't anticipate what would happen, right? She fails at it, comes forward, and all of a sudden, she's giving him a simulated blowjob in the middle of the gym. And he's like, oh no, please don't stop. Oh, this is crazy. How could I have ever anticipated this happen? I definitely didn't put on extra weight so you'd fail and end up blowing me in the middle of this gym, stranger who I'm spotting. So this is why we can't have nice gyms because people didn't think through that series of events. Like in for the, what happens if I fail? Where's your head gonna be? Maybe in my crotch? Maybe that was the whole point, but it does look real to me. I don't think they planned that out. It looks like a genuine Start of a porno, spontaneously. Hater of the week, oh, we do a hater of the week real quick. This one guy, Sanderson, on my old page, kept commenting every single week, just give it up, my man, leave Thick Boy, you might blow up. Oops, here comes the comment count and the diatribe, because I used to be like, I just tell him how many comments he had, you know, which is fun to do, like, up oh, 47 comments. Like, you hate the show, it sucks, oh my God, you're the worst. Is that why you're commenting 800 times on the page? Next he goes, these views are diminishing quicker than any other channel. Just quit, bapa, and save some dignity, you insecure Mufasa. Oh, oh, how shall I ever recover? Insecure Mufasa, oh no. I've always thought of myself as more of a secure Mufasa. Oh, here comes the response, he says again, and the third time. Your views suck. Ah, oh, here comes the novel in response or comment count. Oh, and I didn't respond to any of those comments. And I just love it because it's like, he's just trying to like tee me up. Like, and doesn't really, it's like, I, I can see what you comment each time. You're commenting the same, uh oh, here comes the response. Like, and then if it doesn't, or what if my views go, go up, huh? Hater of the week, Sanderson. Didn't see you over on the Thick Boy channel. Weird. It's almost as if that's your only critique. And if you have no substantive critique of my podcast, Besides the view count, then you're a little lost. Oh, what am I going to shit on Mark for this week? Okay. What do we have time? How long have we been going, Casey? 36 minutes. 36 minutes, exactly. Seconds. All right. Dude, I just want to show you. Let's do a physique check real quick. Because, God damn, dude, I'm fucking buff. 
like a lot of people don't realize it and it's super funny because it's like I'm putting it out there all the time but a lot of people just think that I'm not super muscular. How do I look right now? I think I'm at about 12% body fat, not mad at it. My abs are somewhat prominent so you could see that but it's not like I'm the most lean person in the world. Just wanted to give you an update because you know, maybe like the lighting in 24 hour fitness is better than it is in the studio and that's why I'm doing this. And then uh, let's see that back shot, dude. Can we just absolutely look at my sweaty ass crack in here, okay? So that's where I'm at right now. This is after back day, so I got a little bit of a pump, but I am not mad at it. 100 grams, of, uh, 100 grams, milligrams of NPP a day and nothing else. No testosterone, no other compounds, no orals. Um, that's where I'm at. I think I'm making improvements, but again, I don't take so many pictures of myself um, that I have like week to week to week to week, but been pretty good about my diet. Um, I'm okay with my body fat percentage. I want to get leaner while keeping this same level of muscularity and getting a little bit stronger. Okay, can we finish off with the hella personality portion of the podcast? I keep saying, oh, we're going to finish, we're going to finish, and then I have 18 more segments. Cool, bro. Okay, let's start off with the famous ones this time. I saw some people do uh, INTP in the comments. If you want to take the test and put your results down there, I will eventually get to all the types and then expand even more. But for now, I just want to go through all of them and be like, yo, these are the types and they're so sick. Bill Gates, Kristen Stewart, Albert Einstein, Stanley Crouch, I don't know who that is, Isaac Newton, Rene Descartes, Elliot Page, formerly of Ellen Page fame. Oops, did I just dead name? Blaise Pascal, Lord Varys of Game of Thrones, Neo from The Matrix. Okay, just to give you a basic sense of what INTPs might be all about. These are really smart people. I'm an ENTP. Anybody with that NT core, the ENTP, INTP, INTJ, ENTJ, basically they're nerds. That's what you can say. Um, I'm a little bit more of a silly nerd maybe than some of these other guys, but at my core, I really like ideas. I like, uh, you know, abstraction and stuff like that. An INTP is somebody with the introverted, intuitive thinking and prospective personality traits. These flexible thinkers enjoy taking in unconventional approach to many aspects of life. They often seek out unlikely paths, making willingness to experiment uh, with personal creativity. Albert Einstein said, the important thing is not to stop questioning. Curiosity has its own reason for existence. Logicians pride themselves on their unique perspectives and vigorous intellect. They can't help but puzzle over the mysteries of the universe, which may explain why some of the most influential philosophers and scientists of all time have been logicians. This personality type is fairly rare, but with their creativity and inventiveness, logicians aren't afraid to stand out from the crowd. So when I think of an INTP and the INTPs I've known, they're extremely thoughtful people that like I, have a, uh, a client who's an INTP, I believe, um, who's a chemist. He works for Beyond Meat. And he's just like a, you know, an incredibly intelligent and thoughtful guy. They spend most of their time like working out problems in their head um, compared to somebody like an INTJ who maybe has those similar qualities, but they're more focused on like accomplishing things in the real world. But, you know, to the outside, so they may look lazy. They may look like they're procrastinating or spending all day doing nothing. But people like Albert Einstein sort of Prove that stereotype wrong. A lot of people did think he was stupid and lazy, apparently growing up. But the motherfucker was figuring out the mysteries of physics and mathematics in his mind the whole time. So these people are generally pretty sweet, non-confrontational. They just like, you know, 
classic like shy nerd type who's really thoughtful and interesting and if you engage them in a discussion they're going to have some really interesting unconventional positions most likely and are people who you can disagree with and they're not going to get offended they like exchanging ideas intps are really nerdy most of the time let's be real but very smart very good friends good people all around okay and then you know what one one more segment casey let's do it one more Hella because I want to keep this up with the hella psychedelic shit. I want to talk about DMT. You know, I'm turning this into the Joe Rogan podcast. Have you tried DMT? Has anybody in here tried DMT? Christian, no DMT. Casey, any DMT? I haven't. You haven't, okay. I haven't, but my friend did, and it was, it kind of scared me from doing it. Why did it scare you? Um, because he just put on like Bill Withers music and just stared at the TV for about 15 minutes yeah. and did not move. And it just like, we were fucking with him, putting our hands in his face and he just was not responding. You know, what's interesting is I was going to talk about that today because the experience of it, I did it at this like little, you can, <laughs> there's like a trailer park in Joshua tree, but it's like really cool, like pimped out trailers that have like themes to each one of them. I'm forgetting the name of it, but me and a group of people went out there for vacation and it's like the perfect spot to do it because it's so colorful and like just almost set up. Yeah, I know it's like Joshua tree and maybe not exactly in Joshua tree Hicksville. There we go. Hicksville trailer palace. This is exactly what it is. And uh, hopefully we can see some of the, but like at night, the like, it's almost like set up perfectly with the lighting and everything to be this perfect place to do a psychedelic. DMT specifically, we bought a DMT vape pen and me and some of my friends, I did it like a few rounds or whatever, right? They last like five to 10 minutes. And it was, it left me speechless. I'm still struggling to convey the experience. I just know the next day I was going around to people, you know, like Joe Rogan does, like proselytizing to people. Have you tried DMT? because the experience was so powerful and astounding. And I'm not saying that I learned anything from her, like I had some deep connection to, you know, uh, aliens or the purple lady or any of these other tropes that people will convey about DMT to sort of add something either like extraterrestrial or supernatural to it. It was just a mind-blowing psychedelic experience because I've done a lot of psychedelics and this one was the most powerful. And the stillness thing, Christian, I just wanted to say, when you smoke it, right, or you, you ingest it in some way, you're sitting there, first of all, everything kind of goes to like this, somebody described it as like an 8-bit world, you know? But like, that seems almost uglier than what it is because everything becomes like angular and fractal, right? So it's this like super beautiful experience that becomes this like really rapid display of psychedelic images and you feel so content where you are exactly in that moment that you feel like you're disrupting it if you move a muscle. And so I remember like, I could hear people talking like, oh, look at Mark, he's doing it. Like, and I'm like, I'm not gonna break this to like come out of like, it feels like you're on a surfboard and you're like traveling through space and time and like experiencing like a rapid, uh, you know, show of psychedelic images that you're almost like, if I go to this way, I'm gonna go dark. If I go this way, I'm gonna, you know, veer into this other thing. It feels like you're riding something and it's happening so fast. And to like move a single muscle, even your head or your arm or just be like, shh, like it feels like you'd throw it out or something. So it was this really interesting experience that I've never had before where you're like, I just, I, I have to stay still. And it looks like I'm comatose even though I'm <laughs> fully cognizant of my surroundings while having this insane, you know, it feels like you're going at warp speed through some, it's like condensing an LSD trip down into five minutes. Like you see all the imagery you've seen, it's like 
you know. Maybe not for everybody, but it was less scary than I thought. You know, I'm always somebody who's like, yeah, that looks scary. Oh, you're traveling to different dimensions and complete ego death and all these things that seem like you're more out of control. I just would say maybe I didn't reach that liftoff point, but I was still in control and I knew what was going on. And I was like, let me do it again. I swear to God, I thought about that before the way here. I was like, we need to do DMT on the show. So if you... Write down in the comments, you want to see us do DMT live on the show. Oh, you know, it's only going to take five minutes. If it doesn't work, we're going to cut it out. But goddamn, that would be a good idea. And I'm so excited. I guess I got to take the shirt off, right? I'm going to do DMT shirtless on the show. If you put in the comments, if we get 100 comments saying, yes, Mark, do DMT shirtless on the Haters Will Say episode next week, I'm going to do it because that's how committed I am to doing psychedelics in front of my viewership, all right? So please express yourself in the comments. And if you don't, that's your loss. Come back next week. We'll have a psychedelic show for you, all right? <laughs>